0: Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries, I'm John and today I'm asking the question How alien do you make your aliens? Okay, so I've been watching a lot of Babylon 5, which is one of my favourite sci-fi shows recently, and it started me thinking about how aliens are portrayed in science fiction. Now although I'm talking about aliens in this episode, it can also be applied to non-human fantasy races, and it seems to me that there are two main types of aliens depicted commonly in science fiction, in books and TV shows, films, etc. The first is the mostly human alien that maybe looks a little different from us, but is by and large sort of recognisable as a human standing, so think for instance Klingons from Star Trek or the Centauri from Babylon 5 and a lot of the races from Star Wars. From the point of view of the creators of sci-fi media, particularly visual media like TV or films, this has a few advantages. The first being that it's easier and cheaper to provide costuming for the aliens, using actors with simple latex prosthetics and makeup. Star Trek does this a lot with their forehead ridges, Bajoran nose bumps and the like. It's also easier for the audience to relate to aliens that are similar in some respects to ourselves. Such aliens will often embody a simplified view of some human viewpoints or an aspect or two of human society. For example, the Klingon warrior culture could be said to echo several cultures throughout Earth history. Likewise, the fascist Cardassian society of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, with its secret obsidian order and militaristic rule, is also ominously similar to a number of human societies. These alien species can be used to tell cautionary tales that might be a little bit too on the nose if it was just humans involved, but by having exaggerated alien versions of ourselves carry out the storylines it distances it just a little bit while still allowing the central issue to be examined both star trek the next generation and star trek deep space 9 are notable for having a number of such stories but most pre-current time star trek has done it to some extent babylon 5 does a similar thing with the centauri and the Narn colonizers and the once enslaved people now becoming aggressors in their own right and there are a number of other stories that lean into exaggerated versions of issues facing human society at the time in b5 in a more space opera style sci-fi like star wars most aliens and worlds can be loosely defined by one or two characteristics allowing these aliens to be used for simple plots involving them for example Wookiees are big and strong and hairy. Twi'leks are cunning and sneaky, etc., etc. And it's a well-known trope in Star Wars. You know, each world you come across tends to be like: this is the desert world, this is the ocean world, this is the forest world. And it's done in a very simple manner because it's there to simply fill a particular niche in a story. It's not really there to be sort of examined in any great detail or any great depth. The second type of alien that we tend to see are those that are incredibly difficult to comprehend or that are very different from ourselves. And we can see that in the Prophets or Wormhole Aliens of Deep Space Nine, the Vorlons and Shadows from B5, and other ancient aliens from other sci-fi shows. The advantage of this type of alien is that they feel considerably more, well, alien... They unnerve us and frighten us because we don't understand them, their actions seem to work to some incomprehensible, at least to us, design, and we cannot identify with them. This is a blessing and a curse to some degree, since it makes such creatures eminently useful as major threats, or as plot devices. Since we can't identify with them as a race, they almost become a legend, a monster, or a sort of bogeyman, if you will, to be feared, and not something you can understand or simply fight against. However, the inability to identify with such creatures can make them difficult to write with any degree of consistency, since in order to be perceived as an intelligent race, they can't just seem to be acting randomly, or, if they seem to be, an underlying mythology must be adhered to or possibly revealed later on. But by the same token, if their methodology or aims are too simple and easy to identify, then they cease being a shadowy threat of noble proportion, and they become just another bad guy who looks a little bit strange. But if these more alien creatures are so difficult to write, and big sci-fi producers and writers have struggled with this, mostly just shying away from it and using more human-like aliens, how can the poor beleaguered GM be expected to do any better? Well, Not to pour water on the fire even more, but the GM has an additional challenge. Whilst a novelist or a scriptwriter can detail everything and control how all the players and their drama behave, the GM cannot and should not try to do this. After all, the player characters in the game are guided by the players and have their own agency and ability to make decisions. So, does this just mean we should not worry about it and stick to just having humans with pointy ears and call it a day? Well, not necessarily. There are a few different ways, I think, that you can create more alien-feeling races in your games without them becoming too unmanageable. The first is, make the race look different. And this is the easiest thing you can do. Don't make the race basically humanoid with a few odd features. Make them a sentient gas cloud, a gestalt hive mind swarm of small creatures, a sentient blob of goo, whatever you need to do, just something different from the basic humanoid frame. Doing this automatically distances them from humanity and makes them less easy to identify with. As you're doing this and you're detailing out the description of your species, if they're non-human, it will also get you thinking about other ways in which their society might be different. For example, how do our sentient blobs of goo use tools? And if they don't, how do they develop intelligence? How do they reproduce, Etc. All sort of questions that you don't have to answer directly at the start, but that you should probably mulling over in the back of your mind. Point two, give them a goal that is different to the ones that we might expect. Now, we're all familiar with the standard resources and goals that human-like races tend to pursue. You know, money, power, land, etc, etc. Give your more alien race a different goal. Perhaps they're attempting to dry up all the seas on your world. Maybe they're attempting to devour all of a particular type of metal. You don't need to come up with a precise reason behind this goal at first. Although, as time passes, you should probably firm up why they're doing whatever it is they're doing, so you can portray them and their actions consistently. But at the start, just having a strange goal should be enough for your campaign. It's also attempting an interesting puzzle that should hopefully get the PCs thinking along the lines of, well, why why is this strange goo race trying to dry up all the seas? You know, what's their issue with it? Three, the goal of the aliens must affect the PCs or the campaign world in some way. After all, if your aliens were just doing something peaceful that didn't bother anyone, then there wouldn't be any conflict and therefore no problem. But, if their goal causes issue for the more easily understandable races you've got that potential source of conflict and you've created a reason for the more normal races and the player characters to want to interact with this more alien type of creature that exists and finally point number four the alien race should not be defeatable by simple violence after all If the PCs in your campaign can simply rock up to this alien race, beat them in a few combats and they're done, then even if they aren't really understood and they seem weird and alien, they're ultimately going to be forgotten because they've been easily defeated. They're going to be sort of pushed aside and become pretty irrelevant. The aliens must pose a credible threat but they should also have weaknesses that can be exploited, so that the PCs who do their research can discover how to disrupt and potentially defeat them. This can give rich fodder for many different stories. And it's one of the reasons that we find sort of ancient alien myths and things like that so compelling, because they speak to a race that has been around far longer than ourselves, has technology that vastly outclasses ours, And therefore, it's quite scary and quite worrying, as we said near the beginning of this episode. So, there you go. There are a few suggestions for how to make alien races seem more alien in your sci-fi or even in your fantasy campaign worlds. If you've got any thoughts on how you make alien races seem strange and outlandish in your campaigns, then please do call in and let us know. Or maybe you just want to talk about something else to do with tabletop RPGs. If you do, you can leave us a voicemail using Speakpipe or Anchor. There's a link in the description down below. Or you can send us an email to rddrpgpodcast.com at gmail.com we really do love hearing from you and we put out voicemail response episodes occasionally on the podcast so you might be featured in a future episode until we speak to you again take care stay safe and whatever you're playing have fun